It's art class. You learn in star class. Learning about the seven elements and eras. The historic ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome. Learn about each one. Rome contains the dome. The itty bitty art committee. Hello, my name is Roman. I'm a Roman warrior. Today, on the itty bitty community, we will learn about the ancient Rome. But first, you must get into the time machine. What is this contraption? Oh no. Oh, it did not start yet. First, we will look at Trajan's column. One of the fanciest columns in the world. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Art Committee podcast. My name is Ethan C. And welcome back indeed. My name is Logan Buford. My name is Ethan Brown. And welcome back to our sweet Itsy Arts Committee. Committee. And today we will be discussing the amazing topic of Trajan's column. Trajan was widely considered to be Rome's second greatest emperor. I've always been more of an Augustus fan myself. Long live the first citizen. citizen. Anyway, Trajan was considered the greatest Roman emperor and brought Rome to its greatest heights around 100 CE. As we said, Trajan was considered to be one of the greatest emperors of Rome, alongside Nerva, Hadrian, Antonius Pius, and Marcus Aurelius. He lived from about 53 to 117 CE, and ascended to power in 97, and he ruled right up until the day he died. The pillar was erected near the end of his life, from about eh, 106 CE to about 113. 13. We know what you want. Well, you bad, bad man of You don't have to tell me again. Okay, one more time. You know what I'm talking about. You dirty, dirty boy. Well, well. Alright, alright, alright. We have domes, arches, and mosaics for sale down at Ronnie's. Rome Factory. Everything Rome. You name the price. Name the price. Trajan's Column is a documentation of the Dacian Wars from Trajan's army's point of view. Many are skeptical, though, due to the biased nature of the piece. Regardless, several other sources have cooperated the events depicted on the pillar. The top half depicts the Second Dacian War that acquired in 105-206 CE. The bottom half depicts the First Dacian Wars and Trajan's many military exploits along his conquests. I, like, you know, like the Roman numeral, for one, am very glad they didn't inscribe Roman numerals on the column. I have never been very good with reading them. There are numerous scenes depicting the various military achievements of Trajan, as well as his army. 
There are even a few kind of scandalous scenes on there that you might have to blur out for young eyes. However, there are also a lot of architectural wonders inscribed in them, such as numerous other columns and cathedrals you can see. So kids, make sure to bring your fake ID with you the next time you visit Rome. When Rome, am I right? <laughs> they say that after Trajan died, they spread his ashes among the foundations of the column, and they erected a statue of the late emperor right on top of it. But it was actually replaced with a statue of St. Peter in 1588 CE. So, they removed Trajan from Trajan's column. Mm, actually, it was one of the popes. Pope Sixtus V in Rome wanted to sanctify it. So, moving on to the art style, it was part of the classical movement in Europe, but it was extremely early on in the era of which it was built. Yet it holds true in its classical features, with it having things such as proportional features, non-emotive characters and figures, and depictions that are designed to evoke a neutral emotion built on the transfer of facts. The color of it, if it was present at all, was like the secondary source next to the depictions themselves, taking the obvious forefront. That is an interesting point, as any color that may have been on it at some time is now long gone. But it would certainly be likely to assume that the column was originally painted, as the Romans commonly did so. The structure of the pillar itself follows a Doric design. Let's see if we're defining Doric. Finding Doric. What does Doric design actually mean, though? The Doric columns were the plainest of the three varieties, the most simple at the ends, so it focuses all on the design. The pillar design was heavily influenced by ancient Greek structures that made frequent use of pillars and columns in their works, like the famed Greek pantheon. The pillars can be traced even further back, though, from the Greeks to the ancient Egyptians. So, that pretty much covers the history and the style of the pillar. But who actually commissioned the pillar to be built? Pretty smart cookies in the Roman Senate capitalized on the victory by commissioning it and getting the architect Apollodorus of Damascus to design and build it. I mean, I like cookies, but smart cookies <clears throat> would taste awful. You know, with the little brains of the smart people in it. Some historians debate over how trust the column is, though, as a historical source for the nation wars because many believed that it was really just used for propaganda purposes or for funding for the wars. However, some evidence has been corroborated. Many things on it are called into severe question. It's like copying off a friend who got all the answers wrong. Anyways, that about concludes our time for today. All right, my Jazzy Jeffs. See you out there next time. We'll see you next time on the Itsy Bitsy Art Committee. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Art piece two. Next, we got the Parthenon, one of Rome's most famous domes. Hey there, we're back. This is Denise. And this is Elis. And we are here today to talk to you about a monument built in ancient Rome, the Pantheon. The Pantheon is the best preserved building from ancient Rome and was completed in 125 before Christ in the reign of Hadrian. The Pantheon is a splendid dome. It is one of the best preserved testimonies of Roman architect's genius. As it stands almost intact, visitors can visit it. Step back 2,000 years and admire the splendor of ancient Rome. The purpose of the building is not known for certain, but the name, porch, and pediment decoration suggests a temple of some sort. However, we know that all gods are not celebrated at the same place nor at the same time. The Pantheon might just have been a place for the emperor to make public appearances and therefore remind everybody of his divine status. Because yes, the emperor was a god. 
During his public interventions, the emperor also wanted people to remember he was equal to the other gods and ancient emperor. Dennis, earlier you talked about Hadrian. Can you tell us more about him? More about him? Are you tired of walking? Do your feet hurt? Are your sandals getting worn out? Well, Charlie's Chariots, we got a chariot for you. With free horses. <laughs> <laughs> No more walking for you. You can breeze through the Roman alleyways with these fine golden chariots. Fight in the Colosseum? To the death, to the death, Remain protected with Charlie's chariots to the chariots to the Hadrian was the emperor between 117 and 138, and he was a big admirer of the Greek civilization. Also, he was a third of five good emperors. Under Hadrian's orders, the Roman governors of Britain began building the wall that will later be named for the emperor to defend the part of Britain they controlled from attack. In Hadrian's words, they wanted to quote-unquote separate Romans from the barbarians to the north. Wow, we can say that the Romans knew how to defend themselves against attacks. Let's come back to the pantheon. It is believed that the actual pantheon is not the first pantheon. Really? Yes. Archaeologists found old bricks inside the Pantheon suggesting that another was built in the first place. In 31 BCE, Agrippa built the Irenian Pantheon. Why did he do that? It was to celebrate his victory with Augustus in the Battle of Actium. The first Pantheon was small and traditional. And it was a rectangular Greek-style temple. What happened to it? Why was it rebuilt later? Written evidence suggests it was damaged by fire in 80 CE and rebuilt after that and burned down once again 30 years later before being rebuilt by Hadrian. And it hasn't been damaged by fire since, making it one of the oldest and best preserved buildings from ancient Rome. Now let's talk about the building itself. Do you want to start, Dennis? Sure. The Pantheon is 13 meters high and 7 meters large. It is made in yellow marble, brick, concrete, and white marble. Is it true that the Pantheon is made of two parts? Ah, uh, yes, the porch. Which has a more Greek style. And the main building. Which has a more Roman style. Elise, why can't we say that the Pantheon is one of the best preserved buildings from ancient Rome? The Pantheon has suffered the changement of history, and yet it's still in pretty good shape. Indeed, it was transferred in a church in 608. A tower bell was added to the porch roof but was later removed in 1270. During the Middle Ages, three columns were broken and replaced later during the 17th century. And finally, in 1626, the Pope Urban VIII took all of the browns to make cannons to protect another City. Wow. wow, a lot of changement happened there. What's its function nowadays? Nowadays, it's the tomb of old Italian monarchs, as well as Raphael's tomb. Well, that was interesting. See, See you next time for another Itty Bitty Art Community Podcast. Art Piece Three. Lastly, we look at the great Archotitus, famous arch, made by the Romans. Who invented arches? Aren't you ready? We are the Sams of Chisholm High School. I'm Sam H. And I'm Sam P. We are here to talk about the Arch of Titus. The arch stands at 51 feet high, 44 feet wide, and 15 feet in depth in Rome, Italy. Rome, Italy, Italy, Italy. Come on down to the Coliseum. We got some tigers you can fight. We got some lions. We got some ostriches. We got some alligators and crocodiles. We got some bears. Come on down and fight anything you want. Sometimes I like to put a boat in the middle of the Coliseum, put some people on it, catch them on fire, listen to them scream, and then watch the sharks bite their head off. Now that's fun. Come on down to the Coliseum for your entertainment only. Blood violence and gore. Only enroll. Only enroll.
It was built around 81 CE by Domitian to celebrate the victories of his father, Vespasian, and his brother in Judea during the Jewish War. It also has both political and religious statements, such as to honor the late Emperor Titus, the brother of Domitian? Domitian. Okay, I think. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> the arch was made using pentic. Oh, how do you spell that? How do you say that? I can't even. Pentelic. Pentelic marble. With the attic part in... Luna marble. Luna marble. Luna marble. <laughs> the original inscription of the east side of the arch is still on site. Although originally the letters would have been inva- inlaid with... Gilded bronze. Gilded bronze. Okay. This is Domitian. Do not make fun of my name. Focus. I can't. <laughs> But okay. Anyways. <laughs> With only a single opening, the arch is smaller and more modest in its decoration than other surviving arches, such as those of Constantine and Severus. Also, the decorative <laughs> sculpture has not survived the damage <laughs> time very well. Nevertheless, one can still see the importance of some of the sculpture scenes. Hopefully, <laughs> the side panels. These marbles released are set earlier side of the inner arc and measures 2.4 meters high by 3.85 meters long. One panel shows the start of Titus' 71 CE victory march as it passes through the Porta Triumphalis Triumphalis to the Forum Boreum with the participants carrying treasures from the Temple of Jerusalem after the sacking of the city. Okay, okay. It is Triumphalis. You are making me angry. This is your final warning. The treasures include a seven-branched candelabra, or menorah, silver trumpets, and perhaps even the Ark of the Covenant. Some figures carry posters, which would have probably indicated the names of the conquered cities and people. Something in your throat? The other relief panel is carved in three quarter view and has Titus riding a four horse chariot. My Dobroni's lady is chariot! Chariot! Uh, and shows him being crowned by Victoria, whom has personification of victory, the equivalent of the gr- goddess Nike. The goddess Roma stands in front holding the bridle of one of the horses. The two figures to the right of the chariot are personifications of the people of Rome which had a naked torso on Senate which wears a toga. The word toga kind of like sounds like a foreign food. You know what I mean? Why is that? (laughs) You know, like the Greek, you know, whenever they say euro or something, it just reminds me of it. Oh. Personally, I think of Himika Toga from My Hero Academia, but uh, why do we why do we always get distracted? Okay, is this going on the podcast? What is going on? Toga. Anyways, Toga? the two relief panels are rare in the history and development of Roman art, as they are the first full attempt by Roman sculptors to create the illusion of space. This is successfully achieved in several ways. The figures are 
presented in three-quarter view. The background figures are so furnished that they sink gradually into the distance. The central figures are carved in higher relief than those on the edges, and the whole panel is curved slightly inward. Running around the whole arc is a, is a small frame which depicts the whole triumphal procession. And above the entrados, we If you get distracted one more time, I'm going to lose it. Toga? Reefs and palm fronds. <laughs> Set in a oh, you tired? Put it to curl. What is that word? Century? Century of each side of the arcway is a key sound representing Roma and the genius of people, Roman people. Oh my gosh, I can't even speak. The interior <laughs> vault is. Century! 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 Coffered with a central recession of. Representation. Oh, Representation of the defied Titus being carried to the heavens by an eagle. Originally, the whole arc was finished off in customary style with a huge bronze quadriga. quadriga? I don't know, just skip it. <laughs> which would have stood on top of the arc. Do not skip it! Do not skip it! Hold up. Why does it sound like you copy and pasted most of the words I just said? You're, you normally use more slang. Why are you being so stereotypical of me? Jeez, why can't... Like, I can sound smart, you know? So, I'm gonna take that as a yes. Shh, you're gonna get me in trouble. Okay. We're gonna have to talk. Be in my office tomorrow. The Ark was incorporated into fort fortifications built by the Frenchipaya family in the medieval times. Only in wrong. Can you find Uh, one second. Have to get the pizza. The happiest pizza. With pepperonis. Ding, ding. Order up. Oh, excuse me. I have to get the pizza. And cheese. Ding, ding. Order up. Oh, one more time. I have to get the pizza. And pepperonis. Ding, ding. Order up. One second. Let's get the pizza. The supreme sauces. From all over the world. Uh, I'm at the time. This I... was our discussion on the Arch of Titus. We hope you have enjoyed the discussion. Listeners, this is Dormitin. I'm so sorry. So, so sorry for these girls. I think we did a good job. Yeah, we got off topic like almost twice. Times. Or probably more. <laughs> Not too bad knowing us. Usually it's a lot worse. <laughs> Oops. What? Just realized I forgot to press the button to stop star class. Learning about the seven elements and eras. Prehistoric, ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome. Learn about each one. Rome contains the domes. But itty bitty, our committee. But itty bitty, the our committee.